You're the, you're the only you. person who has ever said this to me in the 12 <laughs> years of me doing interviews about my life. I'd work with a, with a, with a body painter named Guido Danielle, based in Italy, who would paint my hands to look like the Great Wall of China. I've always been terrified of the fear of wasted potential. Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and you know every single week we are bringing you stories of athletes, celebrities, entertainers, authors, individuals in the business world performing at their highest possible level. And you're going to find out really quickly from an individual I'm sure you already know a lot about, Ryan Serhan. And it's unbelievable what he has done in his career. Just came out with his new book, Big Money Energy. He has been featured in films. He's been featured on the big screen million dollar listing of New York. His energy, his fire, his passion is incredible. I know you're gonna be connected to it. I know it's gonna help you connect to your burn. But Ryan, you know what I really wanted to touch on, which is most important to me? We both uh, had short stints as hand models. So what? I don't know if, I, I don't know if I've ever shared. I don't know if I've ever shown anybody the, these hands that were once recognized, but uh, I saw in your bio, which was absolutely awesome. And uh, I, I've always been attracted just to the, the passion and fire that you have in your, it's amazing what you've done in the world of real estate, on TV, on the big screen. But when I saw that you had been a hand model, I said, this is my guy. I mean, this is like our long-term connection. So you're the, you're the only person who has ever said this to me in the 12 <laughs> years of me doing interviews about my life. That is, uh, that's great. What, 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 what did you grace your hands with? So I actually, okay, I actually never was paid to be a hand model. For me, ah. it was actually, I went, right, thinking, and obviously your, your face is the one that's been on the big screen, and you're the one who's been able to use that face. For me, uh, I never even got a modeling job, never even got the hand job, but during the interview, you know, they're having me walk around and everything. I'm like 18. And then all of a sudden she looks and she goes, you have beautiful hands. I think you'd make a great hand model. And I don't even think I knew how to like respond to it. But uh, how was it for you that you became a hand model? I think you did some work doing it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I got paid. It was 150 bucks an hour on average. <laughs> um, and I, I, I held, you know, I held phones. I was watches. Uh, I held Nespresso capsules. Um, you know, my, my hands substituted for male athletes, you know, like hold my hand on a basketball, my hand holding like Michael Phelps's gold uh, medals when he won all of those, uh, all the gold medals when he was in the Olympics that year. Um, but my big my big claim to fame was uh, I booked the campaign where I held cell phones for AT and T. Uh, this was back is in the early days. This is like you know BlackBerry, the Palm Trio, the Nokia flip phone, um, and it was uh, uh, their whole thing was no, you know AT and T now in over five hundred countries like China, and so they would take my hands. I'd work with a with a with a body painter named Guido Danielle based in Italy, who would paint my hands to look like the Great Wall of China. And then my hands would hold the phone. And then, and then they did this for every, every country. In London, I was Big Ben. In some other place, I was the Panda. In some other place, I was, I was uh, you know, also in China, I did the dragon, my arms, everything it was crazy. Uh, and I did that 
like for three campaigns for them, which it's really paid my rent and bought me food, did everything. They flew me around for my hands. It was the weirdest, greatest time of my life. Hey, man, and, and, and look, all the interviews that you've done and nobody's asked you, and that's where it all started. So how, how incredible is that? So here's the question I have then. When you hear me give that description of the burn, that fire that lies inside of you, what, yeah. what causes you to go from hand model, right, doing what it takes to build this life, and then we go back to September of 2008 when most people are terrified of what's going on in the real estate uh, market, yeah. market in the world. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look at it and you see opportunity. So what was the, what was the fire? What was the passion? What, what caused you to, to look at it differently or, or to take it on differently? So uh, uh, to be specific, um, the COVID-19 pandemic was more me seeing opportunity and taking advantage of it. Um, uh, 2008, I, I really didn't, I, I didn't have any money. You know, it was figure out how to stay in New York or move home. You know, my parents <laughs> were like, you can come home, you can hold, come home, buddy. There's always a room for you. And I was like, no way. That is failure times a billion. Uh, I'm not going to do that. And uh, so I, I, I put myself into this like self-enforced struggle. Like I, I could ask my parents to like help me or some friends, you know, like I, I grew up fine, but I, I, I wanted to do everything on my own. You know, I've always wanted to figure out how do I do this on my own without help? I don't know where that I came from, but it's, it's plagued me since I was a little kid. Um, and I got into the real estate business just to pay my rent. So I didn't have to get a regular job. That's, that's why I did it. I didn't want to be a bartender and be stuck to hours or a waiter and be stuck to hours or get a temp job. And then like you have auditions and things because trying to be an actor, not just a hand model uh, in the city. Uh, and then you have to like cancel those because you just booked a job to be a receptionist at some law firm for a day. Uh, so I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to go back to school either. It's like, that, that's not going to help me. So uh, I got my real estate license to pay the bills. And it only, it just so happens that my first day in the business was the day the market collapsed on September 15, 2008. Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. The market sold off 800 points. The rest is history. Um, but I, it wasn't like I had money invested. My lifestyle didn't change. I lived in a 300-square-foot box in Koreatown. I shared a bathroom you know, with, with, with nearly two dozen people. Like I, I didn't know things were bad. I just thought, man, this is crazy. Um, it's, real estate's really hard. But the friend who got me into the business, literally two weeks later, quit. He was the one who told me to do it because he said it was the greatest thing ever. You post ads on Craigslist. He, so he was selling apartments left and right. He's like, no, the clients show up with checks. You get in line at a sales office for a new condo project in the city and they buy shit for 600 grand, 800 grand. He's like, I just did a deal for 2.2 million. I, we did it outside the building. We didn't even have time to go upstairs. It's like, what? And then you make... And you get paid what? You're like, yeah, 3%, 6%, depending on the deal. And I was like, what? Like, that's And the things I'm doing with my hands for 150 <laughs> bucks an hour. Um, so I got into it. The market collapsed. All of that real estate boom frenzy that lasted from 2002 to 2008 uh, vanished overnight. The New York Times was writing articles about never buying real estate ever again. Uh, and that was the market that I learned in and how to sell. Because then once I was in, it's like, I, I'm not in this tour. You know, I, I, part of my saving grace, really, in the longevity of my career is I didn't get into it 
to build a career. It's not like I went into the business and said, I'm going to be the greatest broker ever. That came years later. I got into it to pay my bills. So otherwise I probably would have quit just like he did because most brokers quit. Like the turnover with the real estate industry at that time was massive um, because you, you went from making money to zero income uh, and they had to figure something else out to do. And so I've always been terrified of the fear of wasted potential, right? I'm terrified of my future self. Like I, I, I know what it's like to not have money and I know what it's like to be depressed uh, and overly anxious. And I don't want my future self to experience any of that. And so I work every day for that guy, right? Ryan 2030. That's what I wake up thinking about every day now, like Ryan 2030. That's, I know I'm tired. I know I slept three and a half hours, but it's 4am. I'm waking up. I'm going to the gym because I have to, I'm going to the work because Ryan 2030 doesn't give a shit about how I feel today. Right. Just the same way. Like, I don't care about that day that I was tired in 2010 <laughs> or 2011, right. right? It's over. It's gone. So you know, there's, there's well, short-term pain for long-term gain. If, if I could, because I think this is really important, there's so many people who are struggling with where they are. Yeah. And here, if, if you pay attention to the timeline of, of Ryan's story, 12 years later, $4 billion in real estate transactions later, 80 real estate development projects in New York, award-winning projects, teams that have gone on to do extraordinary things. That was in 12 years and one of the things I, I love about your energy and your passion, right? You're talking about 2030. You know, it's so work with the Alabama football program. I've worked with them for three years, right? You win a national championship. Like we were just down in Miami. It's another national championship. And the next day, it's not that we're seduced by success. You're ready to get back after it. And so I hope you're hearing what Ryan's saying. It's that internal passion and fire to be an example for you that he's not going to stop fighting to get to that 2030, Ryan. And I can tell you, if we did another interview in 2030, he'd yeah. be talking about 2040. And here's something that's interesting, because I really admired this. Your book, Big Money Energy. This was not a book that was written for somebody wanting to get into real estate. I mean, this is work. This is business. This is life. This is for anybody to really inspire them to, to get after it and to live their best life. So what caused you to say, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to connect with people to light them on fire with energy, as opposed to I'm going to write a book on real estate because look at my resume in the real estate world. So uh, my first book, um, Sell It Like Sir Hans which came out in 2018 uh, is, has really become, become the de facto uh, manual for how to get into real estate, how to sell and how to build a sales career that can be everlasting. Um, uh, and it took me almost 10 years to put together. Um, and it spawned a spinoff show on Bravo called Sell Like Sir Hans and spawned what is now the largest uh, uh, online real estate sales, uh, course, um, the sell like Sirhan course. So, um, uh, that's been huge, but what I didn't realize when putting it together, cause I focus so much on the strategy, the tactical, uh, nature of what this business is and how to become a great salesperson and really build a great career, uh, is there's one piece missing to all that, right? You can get the toolkit, but if you don't have the confidence to open up that kit and use the hammer, 
and mm-hmm. use the screwdriver, then the toolkit's great. It's awesome. You, you read all about it. You know what to do with it, kind of. But you don't have it within you. You don't have that courage to actually start building that damn house or building that career, building that relationship. Uh, and so I got a lot of feedback from people saying, Ryan, your book changed my life. I know how to sell now. I know what to say. I can walk into any room. I get it. I get it. I can't open my mouth. Mm. My stomach, I have a pit in my stomach. My palms are sweaty. Um, uh, I'm not you, right? I, I, the guy in my office, he's too good. I, I, I know that I can be better, but I, I don't know how to be better. And so big money energy is that secret sauce for me. And I didn't think I was going to write another book. Um, I, I don't really have the time. Right. I, I, I lead a real estate firm in New York City. I sell real estate all day long in two minutes from now, actually. I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm closing on the most expensive house in the history of Florida and the second most expensive house in the history of the United States for one hundred and forty million dollars. I, I don't have a whole lot of time to sit there and write books, but I did during quarantine. <laughs> quarantine <laughs> happens and I'm sitting in New Hampshire because my wife freaked out because we have a baby and her mom lives with us and she helps us with the baby and she's over 60. And we had, we have a lot of friends who are cops and, you know, uh, et cetera. And they all told us Cuomo's shutting down bridges and tunnels, right? They're going to Will Smith this thing, get out. So we were like, fuck, we gotta go. Uh, so we left, things were crazy back then. Um, and we got out uh, and then I had all this time and I was talking to my course members, other agents, people all over the world. And everyone was connecting their self-worth to their income. And I remember exactly what that used to feel like, right? Uh, when your self-worth should be connected to moments, right? It should be connected to life moments. But if you're so busy overanalyzing how much money you make, and your job, right? And comparing it to others, you're never going to be able to allow yourself to be free enough to create those moments that you can, that will define your life, that you'll remember, right? Um, And from that came big money energy, which is really big magnetic energy. It's all about how, I mean, for me, how I went from nothing to something, how I came into New York City and uh, was known for being the guy with the young face, but an 80 year old man's hair. Um, and I would walk down the street looking at the sidewalk because I was just, I had become so accustomed to not having confidence in anything that I didn't want to make eye contact with the people. Apparently this is an exercise I did that I found out um, uh, because I was just too nervous about their reactions to me. And so I just didn't even make eye contact. It was crazy. So the book is about how to get that confidence. And it's really my blueprint. Well, I, I can I can feel the energy and the passion from you, which is typical in uh, the work that you do. So I, I want to thank you for moving away from being a hand model and reaching down and finding that courage within yourself, fighting through that financial market and what happened from September 15th of 2008 and the fight that you still carry on. Yeah. And most, most especially that not being seduced by success. I hope everybody pays attention to that lesson Don't get stuck accepting where you are. Recognize we all can continue to drive and to give more. Uh, That's one of the things that I love about my opportunity to coach and to work with high performers like yourself and the Alabama football team and all the corporate clients that we work with and billion dollar construction companies is that they have that common denominator of not being seduced by success, finding their edge in the details and always driving to get better. 
And to do that with uh, big money energy, I think uh, I, I think is certainly a great opportunity for all of us to, to reach our next level. I know you are closing on that biggest deal ever. If that doesn't get you to think bigger, right? That gets me hearing that. It's like, man, am I thinking too small in my life? So I love examples of a guy like you who's absolutely taking it to the next level. And I appreciate you sharing your story, sharing your passion, sharing your energy. It's that type of energy that the world needs so that we can all get better. Any final thought that you have for the person, even when they feel your energy, they feel that passion, they're still listening, saying to themselves, just don't know if I have that courage. What's the final thing you tell them? I would say every single person is born with exactly what you need to be the best version of yourself. Uh, you're born with that control, right? You can cry in an instant, you know? You can laugh in an instant. You pass out like a baby. There's no, you have no, there's no issues. There's no social construct. There's nothing. You're born with it all. And then slowly but surely, someone takes that control away. Maybe it's parents. Maybe you had total control of yourself and then your, but your boyfriend screwed it up. Your ex-girlfriend or a boss or a teacher told you you weren't good enough. Okay. That's all okay because it happens to all of us. Uh, but you have what it takes. You have that raw talent that you can develop into not someone else, fuck someone else. You can develop into the absolute best version of yourself, which if you're still listening to this podcast, that's possibly you. Right. Maybe that's what you want to become and you can do it. And I, I list it all out, you know, into the book, but it starts with defining who you are and figuring out how you're going to go and get it right. Figuring out who the future you is. I talk about me 2030, but for you figure out who you want to be in 24 months, two hours, for, sorry, two years from now, who, who is that person? What do they look like? What do they weigh? Are they on vacation? Are they at a new job? Are they in new clothes? Like, where, where, where do you live? Write down everything. Get super detailed. That now is your blueprint. That person is who you're going to try to become. And make it a dream. Don't say married to Giselle because she's taken, right? Be realistic. Okay? But stretch. It's important to stretch. It's important to back yourself into corners sometimes because oftentimes that's the only way we learn how to fight. Right? It's like a dog backed into a corner. The dog fights back because it's got nowhere to go. But if you got a safety net and there is no corner, then you're just going to keep backing up. You know why? Because the fight is too fucking hard. So figure out who that future you is. Talk to an honest friend. Have them define you to you the way they would behind your back. Who am I? That's how I found out I, I stared at the floor all the time. I had no idea. Dude, there are things that we all do that we don't know. Like we, we don't know because we're in so second nature to us. We don't think about it. And then you realize, wow, the perception that I'm giving off about myself has become my reputation, which has become my personal brand. And it's that I'm a shy, self-conscious, but super nice guy. Is that who I really, is that who I want to die as? And then from there, you start to understand that you can be an opportunist, right? You have the power to make your own magic. And I think for me, my career really took off when I realized I didn't need anyone else to provide me with an opportunity. That's it, right? I'm not waiting on anyone. There's no time. Opportunities are everywhere if you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, I think that's what I'll leave you with. 
I love it. There's, there's nothing more for me to say other than this is why I love the burn. This is why I love being inspired by guys like you. It's that iron sharpens iron mentality. We can all continue to get better, to think different, to push ourselves. And I always say everything you need is already in you. And Ryan, you just hammered home that point. I appreciate your fire. I appreciate your fight. And I appreciate the burn that lies inside of you and you sharing it with us. Make sure that you stay connected with us for the burn every single week. Drop down in the comments here for your prize fighter day. When you think about the things that you're gonna learn in big money energy, it ties into those daily disciplines to go achieve what you're gonna write down and believe in once Ryan inspires you for that two year vision. So Ryan, thank you so much and uh, look forward to watching you continue to fight your good fight alive. Awesome, you're the man.